Have you ever had a leaky pipe? The ones in the ground, I mean. It's estimated that 16% of water is lost to leaks before it comes out of the tap. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Talking business ownership, the nuts and bolts and everything in between. G'day and welcome to the Tradies Business Show. I'm Was, your host, and today we're talking about water. We're talking about leaks and flooding and keeping water out of your house and your garage and perhaps uh, out of the drain as well. Fascinating stuff about how much water is lost through leaks. Uh, good old Google, there's uh, some amazing <laughs> information out there. I'm pretty sure most of it's true. Um, I believe everything is true from today's guest, and uh, I'm chatting with a guy who has brought a fantastic product to Australia. Um, it's uh, it's already big in the States, and he's bringing it into this country, and it's going to be distributed via select budding stores around Australia. It's a sandbag that has no sand, which when I first heard about this, I was approached uh to uh, have a chat to Andre uh, on the show. I thought, what is this all about? How can a sandbag have no sand? But uh, it's a bloody brilliant product. Um, solves a big problem, especially here in Australia with our, our flooding and uh, flash flooding in city areas. Um, but also for you tradies out there, if you've ever, if you've ever uh, ruptured a pipe digging in someone's yard or... Uh, putting in a drain or anything like that, or even, you know, cleaning a house or something. I know um, here where I live in Toowoomba, we get some pretty good flash flooding, and uh, my house, unfortunately, front door lets a lot of water in. So one of these one of these sandbags would be really cool to have in the cupboard. And that's the difference with these products, um, or these sandbags. They're very, very different to a normal sandbag. So um, I have a good chat to Andre, not just about sandbags, but also about business and about working out how to uh, price your product, what your customers want in a product. We talk about price versus value. We cover some good ground in today's episode. So fascinating guy. Um, Have a listen. He's got some great tips for you on uh, understanding customers' needs. And, um, And stay tuned to the end because I'll let you know how you can actually win a couple of these miracle sandbags. They're, they're incredible. I want some. <laughs> I can't wait to see them stocked in my local Bunnings and uh, head on down and grab some just to have on hand at home. So anyway, enjoy this episode and I'll catch you at the other end. Joining me today on the Tradies Business Show is a man called Andre John and Andre is here to talk us talk us uh, talk to us about some uh, some bags, but they're not your everyday bag. Andre, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Warwick. Um, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Oh, good, all good. Now, I think my listeners are going to want to hear about uh, this product that you've brought to Australia. It sounds pretty cool to me, and I've. I've had a look at it on your website and uh, read sort of the the media briefs on it. It's very cool, mate. Um, But before we talk about the product, can you tell us about the man? So who is Andre John and, uh, you know, what do you get up to, mate? (laughs) 
Well, I'm I'm a I'm a um, uh, small business owner um, based in uh, New South Wales, Sydney, New South Wales, in Australia, and um, I gain a lot of pleasure from um, trying to bring in innovative product into Australia and um, you know getting it out there to the uh, to the broader public. I um, we have uh, a, a lot of uh, our business is done with Bunnings in conjunction with Bunnings. Um, as well as uh, tradesmen and uh, uh, other businesses around Australia. Um, but this particular product is um, – well, actually, just – sorry, while I, you're talking about the man, um, I'm, I'm married. I have a beautiful uh, wife and uh, two uh, teenage boys. And, um, yeah, I'm, we have been kept pretty busy like most folk these days. Cool, mate. Cool. So, uh, what 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 sort of products? Uh, obviously, the one we're going to talk about today is not the only thing that you uh, represent. By the sounds of it, um, can you tell us about sort of the whole suite of products, mate, and how you got into doing this? I guess you know if uh, you know we're going to paint a picture of your business and and how you uh, came to be doing this, mate. How did that all come about? Oh uh, well, I look. The truth is, I've um, I've been in business for uh, several decades, and um, I really enjoy the whole uh, challenge of running a small business. Um, and primarily, I've been in uh, retail in the past. I did that for many years, as well as manufacturing. So we used to manufacture our own product. Primarily, interesting enough, in the fashion industry. So it is a very, very hard and very competitive industry, and that set me up for. Um, that set me up for the rest of my um, entrepreneurial um, career, which was basically to become involved in wholesale. And uh, over the last um, um, decade or so, I've been involved in wholesale of um, hardware. That means hardware, not IT, not computer hardware. <laughs> and um, I've been uh, – yes, it's, um, a few folk do get that uh, mixed up from time to time. And uh, my, primarily, the, the the business I have was started um, before I took over by a gentleman who, um, who was based in the US and um, ran this business um, from the US and needed to sell it because he couldn't quite do it the justice. He did, so I I bought it from him um, uh, quite a quite a long time ago. And I um, have been um, running it ever since. And the products we currently have is we have um, a lab safety device um, called the Ladders Little Helper, um, which is a patented innovative product to help uh, keep uh, ladies and homeowners safe when they're climbing a ladder. Um, and we also have uh, several other products in Bunnings that uh, uh, relate to protecting the gutters of one's homes, um, oh, gutter cool. guards. Yeah, so there's a variety of products, and we now have a, a um, paintbrush hook that is about to go into Bunnings. So that's another product that uh, Bunnings are comfortable to, um, uh, to, you know, put out there and sell because uh, it's, basically, it's actually very innovative. Okay. And, um, and our most exciting one is the Miracle Sandbag. Yeah. I'm very, very, very excited. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Now, I'm curious, uh, and I'm sort of teasing the listeners here a little bit, and you've just mentioned the product that we'll talk about today, and, and uh, I actually, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've got my hands on a couple of these things to give away to a lucky listener. Um, 
But Andre, I'm curious, mate. Now, Bunnings, obviously, big hardware chain here in Australia. They're sort of uh, loved and hated uh, and sometimes by the same people. But, uh, you know, we all love to hate the, the big corporates. But I tell you what, anytime I go to Bunnings on a Saturday morning, mate, it's the place is packed. Uh, so people obviously like shopping there. How on earth do you get your products into Bunnings? I mean, it must be it must take some serious work, Andre. Yes, it does. It does. It is. It is very hard work, and it requires a lot of effort. And I, I think probably the most important um, aspect is to know how the minds of the buyers work. So, if you can get into the mind of a buyer and know exactly um, how he's thinking. Um, he knows he knows his customer better than anyone else. So ultimately, um, you, you know, the, 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 if you know the Bunny's customer, that's good, but you also need to know the particular buyer that you are going to um, um, see in order to ask them if they're interested in the product. That is, that is the difficult part. And if you, if you can um, tap into that and find product that is um, – that is going to titillate and excite the buyer, which he thinks will do the same for the customer, um, you know, then you stand a reasonable chance. It's not always um, that simple, but uh, that's a simplified version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess that's part of the challenge for you, Andre, is you have two customers to consider. You, you've obviously got uh, Bunnings in this case that is buying your product, but then you've got to think about the end user that's going to be uh, buying it from your customers. So, you know, there's there's a lot to think about there. Absolutely, because ultimately the, the, the most important person is, the, the, you know, my customer's Bunnings, but ultimately uh, Bunnings' customer is the public. So I have to know how they think. I have to try understand what their needs are, and that's the first point to start. The first point to start is what, will really be of use to them what will be of use to them and once you understand that you've ticked the first base and then after that it's basically starting to understand bunnings and what their needs are so as i said it's not easy and not simple and it can't take a lot a lot of hard work but um uh eventually you you know you can get there if you if you get it right so, Andre, it's something I'd like to uh, quiz you a little more on. And uh, you, you sort of worked in retail and uh, had a lot to do with products and getting them to, uh, I guess, end users. I'll use that term. Um, that whole idea of understanding who's buying your product and, and their buying behaviors and the psychology and all that sort of stuff, it's something that tradies, I think, struggle with a little bit in their own businesses is, is working out how people make those decisions. What's some of the key uh, lessons, <clears throat> pardon me, lessons you've learned over the years about you know, working out what products or services people will buy and how to actually market those to them? Um, I think I think the most important thing is um, to prevent yourself from uh, going down the path of uh, um, seeking products that um, seeking products that uh, ultimately. Sorry, I, I, I do hesitate. I'm, I'm no, trying sure. to really think carefully about the appropriate answer. But probably the best thing is to understand very, very carefully what the what the customer would actually use or the service that they need. Yeah. If you really can, if you can understand that very clearly 
Uh, it sounds very simple, but in reality, it's not quite as simple because, um, you know, one tends to get caught up in what one thinks of the product rather than trying to think of it genuinely through the eyes of a customer who is um, doesn't have any passion for your product, doesn't have any passion for your um, service. He just has a need. Yeah. Um, he's cold. He's got, he's co- you know, he's cool towards it. All he wants is a couple of boxes ticked. Will it be done well or will the product do the job well? Will it fulfill a need that he really um, desires? The price is right, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he will look at it in, in a very sort of um, a clinical manner. And if you can basically get those things right in your product and service, then you, you there is a significant chance things will move along well for you. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's such a good point, Andre, that – there's a number of boxes that need to be ticked and I often, I see tradies and I talk to tradies and I work with some as well as a business wingman that think that if they just deliver the best service or the best product, that that's enough. But there's more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Without a shadow of doubt, there is a lot more to it than that. There's, um, you know, the customer really wants every box ticked. Once that happens for him, then um, you, you, have a cost, you have a customer. So... Yeah, I was just going to ask Andre. Other than I, just guessing what what you think or what I think, customers' boxes are that they want ticked. Are there any ways that you go about actually finding that out more, perhaps scientifically? Well, it's funny you use the word uh, scientific, Warwick. It's um, it's probably the, 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 in many ways. Um, at the retail level, where you're dealing with the customer face-to-face, the best way is to become um, – is to really engage with the customer and become as um, as much of their friend as you possibly can. Mm. Um, and I'm not talking about in an artificial manner. You know, I'm talking about a person who's genuinely interested and keen to help and assist. And if that comes through to the customer, um, you know, again, you'll have somebody who's going to uh, hit straight for you every time they go shopping. Um, same with services. If they feel they've got a trader who's genuinely interested, uh, genuinely wants to do the best thing, nothing's too much trouble. Um, well, I tell you, you'll just that trader will always have that customer coming back to him, and and even price doesn't become as much as an issue as um, that particular aspect. Um, sometimes the most popular item can be um, one of your more expensive items because it fulfills the need to a greater degree or the service that it is uh, providing, um, um, you know, is delivered with a, um, a, a, a delivered in a manner that the customer really enjoys and likes and uh, will be happy to take on your services. And that uh, I want to grab. Right. I, I want to grab hold Sorry. of. That's all right. Uh, I want to grab hold of what you said about price not necessarily being the most important factor. Can you uh, can you can you cite any examples, Andre, or you know products in the past or experiences you've had where perhaps you've learned that the hard way? Yes, certainly, um, certainly, absolutely. We have, um, um, I, you know, I, I, I can, probably the best way to speak from personal experience. I, I sit on both sides. I work a lot with tradies, but at the same time, you know, being a homeowner and, and a business owner, I engage tradies as well. And um, it's not uh, – what I look for is I'm looking for a tradie who I feel is um, genuinely wants to get the job done right and um, is genuinely trying to work with me and 
you know, fulfill my exact requirement or need. And if he happens to be charging more, he's quite higher. I will definitely go with him, go for him rather than a tradie who is, um, you know, I feel is just there because he's trying to earn a dollar, nothing more. Um, I'll happily pay that extra money. Now, obviously, there's degrees of 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 of, uh, of extra money, but um, generally, it's you know it, it, that that is what I look for first and foremost before I look at the price. Yeah, and I bang on about it all the time on the show and uh, with my wingman clients is this concept of value versus price. Uh, and they're two very different things. Everybody wants a great deal, but uh, that may or may not require the price to be the lowest. Exactly. As I, <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. No, it's very, very true. You, you, and the way you said that is exactly how I feel about it as well. Yeah, yeah. So, Andre, uh, talk to us then about Miracle Sandbags. It's a funny-sounding product, but um, when I saw these things, uh, it was like, is that for real? <laughs> I, I know, I know. It is It is very unusual. The first time I saw it as well, I was, I was quite amazed, and I thought, this really is amazing. It does. Um, it certainly does uh, look, feel like a miracle in so many ways because when you actually take out um, a miracle sandbag from from the packaging, um, it, it's like a it's like the size of a, a, a novel, slightly smaller than a um, or about the size of a novel, mm. um, and it weighs probably less. Like it's this flat folded piece of cloth. It looks like a cushion that doesn't have any um, content inside. It's just been folded up. Yeah, right. Um, it's like a, a pillow slip. Yeah, probably a pillow slip, a black pillow slip that's been folded up into a quarter. And um, it just is light and flat. And um, But the minute you uh, – the minute it touches water, um, things really start to happen. And within four to six months, um, this innocent, light, flat-looking um, pillow slip grows to become this big, fat um, sandbag. And uh, before it touches water, it weighs uh, 0.25 of a kilo, 250 grams. Mm. And once, once it's, um, you know, t- uh, been in water for between four to six minutes, um, it will weigh up to, up to 20 kilos, usually about 18 kilos. Wow, and so I know. <laughs> so uh, now I I love gadgets and cool stuff, and particularly tech. Um, you know, I've I've got uh, I'm sitting here with my uh, mixing desk and uh, microphone. I'm wearing headphones. I've got an iPad running that we're talking through. I'm recording you on my MacBook. Uh, I've got external hard drives and cool stuff all around me. I love all this cool tech, and uh, and I'm a wow. motor- motorcyclist as well. So. You know, I'm into all my gadgets and everything, and this stuff really uh, caught my eye because, like, this is—I um, mean, it's really cool, but it's solving a, a big problem out there, isn't it? It does. It really does. Because one of the biggest challenges um, in in any situation involving a water that you that is not doing what you wanted to do—it could be a leak, it could be um, it could be diverting water. Um, you know, my, my own home, um, we get, uh, we're at the bottom of a hill. So we have uh, real challenges with water coming down um, when, the, when it's raining hard. Um, it could be absorbing water. 
and uh, just flood containment. Um, this product is what is so particularly uh, good about it is that it's there, right on hand, instantly available to be activated. So the minute it comes into contact with water, bang, it, five, five or six minutes later, it becomes a full-blown, you know, 18-kilogram um, uh, sandbag. And uh, the, the beautiful part about it is you can still reuse it, whereas unlike a traditional sandbag, once it's become wet, it's not uh, reusable. So um, the Miracle sandbag, uh, one, you can leave it in a flood situation for up to three months, uh, submerged in water, and then uh, and if you, obviously most floods will not last three months. Um, and once you've finished using it, you just let it dry out in a, um, out of the sun and essentially uh, you can reuse it uh, many, many times. And that's that's the so, real key, Andre, uh, and that's kind of the punchline to this whole product is it's – so it weighs next to nothing. It's like carrying around um, a cushion cover. Uh, you stick it where you want to stop water moving and it soaks up water and becomes a physical barrier like a sandbag. And then – That's exactly – and then when you're done with it, you stick it somewhere else and it dries out and goes back to being an empty pillowcase. Yes, exactly. It will never quite go back to that very, very small form, which you can fold up, but oh, it becomes mate. very... <laughs> That's like... Uh, I, I do a bit of hiking, mate, and uh, I have a, a lightweight tent and sleeping bag, and I can tell you, getting that tent back into the package that it came in is is one of my life goals. <laughs> Things never yeah, go back the way they came. Very well put. <laughs> it's exactly right. That's a great analogy, Warren. It is. It's a very good. <laughs> but but they but they're reusable. How many times can you reuse one of these sandbags? Um, well, we're still testing them. We actually uh, we we. We ourselves are testing it. Uh, we've had it for uh, a number of months, and it, the thing refuses to die. And, of course, we are testing it in a very arduous manner. You know, it's not normal life condition, real-life conditions. We, we uh, dry it out, we, we inflate it again, dry it out, inflate it, dry it out, inflate it, dry it out, inflate it. But um, just from the, the general chemists and uh, the supply, they said about a year of uh, regular use. In reality, I think um, probably more if the use is not so regular. So how often does one have a flood or one need to absorb water? It's not that often. So probably longer than a year, but at this stage, they haven't got a definitive timeline. But it certainly is reusable many, many, many times. Mm, mm. So uh, in terms of that price-value equation that we were talking about earlier, um, you know, like, Sandbags, I guess, are reasonably cheap uh, in comparison. Like, what's have you done the math on uh, the comparison between sandbags? I mean, you, you can't really put a number on the convenience factor, though, in this case, because you know no one's going to carry around a trailer load full of sandbags when they're doing landscaping or plumbing works, and rupture a pipe and need to stop it getting into the customer's shed or or uh, you know back um, back room or something like that. But uh, is, have you done any of those sorts of comparisons, Andre? Uh, no, we haven't, actually, to be quite honest. That's a very interesting point, uh, Warwick. I suppose it's been um, – we've thought about it and we've discussed it, but it's a very nebulous um, thing to compare because uh, 
you know, how much do you put in terms of monetary value to the time it takes to fill a sandbag? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you'd never do it. Exactly. Um, you know, sandbags are, they need to be filled. So, um, the traditional sandbag, I should say, needs yeah. to be filled. So, yeah, yeah we're not a, not guys we've, uh, measured scientifically, but it's something we should do actually and, and try to put a value to it compared to um, the Miracle Sandbag. But the other advantage of uh, the Miracle Sandbag is that uh, it, we actually elected, it's, we actually find it's, it was probably overkill, it wasn't necessary, but we actually have uh, packaged them in a vacuum sealed packet. So um, these things um, are, as, you know, there's, there's no contact with any moisture whatsoever. And um, you can keep them indefinitely. You keep them for a decade um, and you won't have – it'll be as fresh as the day you uh, bought it if you open it a decade later. Wow. So, so whatever you buy – sorry? Yeah, I, I was just going to say I'm, I'm thinking uh, like where I live, uh, we get a bit of flash flooding because uh, up here in Queensland the rain comes down pretty hard as it does in Sydney, mate. Um and I'm thinking about commercial businesses, um, never mind about tradies who are listening to this, but, uh, you know, commercial businesses should have a pack of these in the back room for when, you know, the water occasionally comes in the front door and instead of ruining the flooring and wetting the carpet and all those sorts of things, it's like, you know, you should have a first aid kit, a radio, a torch and a pack of Miracle Sandbags. Well, abs- absolutely, without a shadow of doubt, it's um, exactly what we are heading towards is that it becomes an indispensable part of uh, one's household or business, whereby if you have, um, I mean, my warehouse, uh, we, we, uh, it gets flooded about once a year. It just happens to have a problem with um, a water in- uh, ingress into the warehouse and uh, the landlord spent a lot of money trying to fix it up, but we still get it happening. And that's where the miracle sandbag is invaluable. Uh, so, and a house, if you've got a leak or you've got running water, um, again, it's a perfect solution to, um, uh, to helping out. Um, and as I said, it's easy to store. It lasts forever, um, while stored. And, uh, uh, it, it is really a very, very safe and useful thing to have on hand. A little bit like a torch in a way that when the emergency arises, You'll be very grateful having one. Um, in this case, the sandbag. If there's an emergency involving water, um, folk will be very grateful for having one. Another good use for it is for builders, where they need to um, uh, create barriers for um, council. Often, um, require that builders need to um, block off drains, etc. The miracle sandbag will be perfect because they can reuse it time and time again. They don't have to get a brand new sandbag each time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's uh, another useful um, use of it. Um, and um, uh, erosion control is another thing that uh, they use uh, Miracle Sandbags for in the States, mm. um, for erosion control, um, recreational control, um, you know, it's useful for uh, sporting grounds, etc. cetera. Um, so it has, uh, it really does have a diverse, uh, a diverse, um, usage out there yeah yeah and, and i'm uh i'm sitting here thinking of all the different trades that could actually use these you know like even guys doing pressure washing of houses 
uh, could carry some around, make sure that water doesn't get in the, the client's front door. And, and oh, there's just so many ways you could use them. And they're reusable. And in, in today's society of everything being thrown away, I was reading a, a report recently that uh, I think it's something like less than 3% of items uh, purchased are still in houses um, six months later or something. Like so much of what we consume is... Obviously, that includes food items and everything, but we throw so much stuff away. No, it's true. It's very true. Well, that actually leads me to um, uh, one other thing is ever if ever a miracle sandbag needs to be disposed of, um, it's environmentally friendly. So it's actually really, really uh, not a problem to dispose of it. Um, the active ingredient... Um, uh, uh, is is readily um, uh, biodegradable, right? And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you you give it time. You know, if you put it in a, a tip, for example, um, it will it will if it biodegrade within a reasonably short time um, with sunlight, UV rays, um, pressure, and time. It'll just uh, biodegrade. In fact, uh, in the states, they recommend you just tip it back into the waterway. Um, and take the so the active ingredients con- is contained within this black pillar slip. You <laughs> cut it open, enter into the waterway, and um, throw away the actual, um, you know, the the outer material of the sandbag. So um, I'm still testing whether that is uh, um, uh, appropriate for Australia. But um, yeah, yeah it's, that's the way they do it in the US. So. I assume uh, that testing, Andre, you're not going around tipping the contents into our creeks and uh, and rivers. <laughs> no, um, uh, that's not that's that's the way to that's the wrong way to test. Yeah. <laughs> that's the wrong way to test. Yeah, uh, that's so awesome, mate. We just we just want to make sure that the particular one we have manufactured is as safe as um, as we would you know we would like to think it is, and according to the manufacturer, it is. But we're going to do our own testing, but. As it is, I know, biodegradable. I know that much. So mm-hmm. disposing of it, um, you know, it just empty into a rubbish bin or put in a tip, is, uh, it's not a problem. It's not like some toxic chemical that will actually create problems. No, yeah. it won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, very, um, they're very good like that. Well, uh, certainly sounds like a fantastic product, Andre. And as I said, solving a problem out there in the marketplace, which is, uh, you know, essentially that's what – consumers want and if you're listening to this uh wondering about well maybe wondering about the relevance of this chat think about the problem that these uh these miracle sandbags solve and uh you know how much would people be willing to pay for that and if you're operating a trade business don't underestimate the fact that people will pay to solve their problems um you know you don't have to be the cheapest out there and you don't have to be the best either but uh you know, this is a great example of something innovative that's solving a problem. And, uh, mate, I think I think these things are going to go off here in Australia. We have a lot of water here. No, it's true. We do. We do. And, in fact, um, I've, uh, I've shown it to a couple of representatives of the SES, and um, there's uh, a lot of interest being shown in, in, in for the SES because that's – as 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 they said, it's actually the perfect product for um, situations where it's an emergency. You don't have time to go seeking out sandbags and sand and filling it up. You know, it's there on hand. It's light. It's easy to carry or or store. Yeah. And bang, you have it 
a solution for for the safety of property or human life in some instances. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, Andre, fascinating chat, mate. Uh, fascinating product. If people want to find out more about Miracle Sandbags, uh, obviously we've mentioned that they'll be uh, launched through Bunnings very soon and we're chatting uh, early November. So the launch, uh, I think, is happening sort of mid-November 2017. Is that right, mate? Yes, that's that's correct, Warwick. It, it, it's going to go into Bunnings uh, mid-November. Um, it's, it's, it won't go into every single Bunnings store that Bunnings have. It'll only go into, it'll go nationally, but only into, um, a, um, probably about half of the stores of Bunnings. And, um, those, that list of stores is available on uh, the website, which is www.miraclesandbag.com.au. Um, there's a, if you go to, um, uh, where to find the Miracle Sandbag or where to buy it, there's a, a link there. You just click it and it will produce all the stores so you can see which store has it on, which store has it uh, close to you. Um, although you can go to the Bunnings Customer Special Orders Desk and they will also order it for you. So um, so that can be done at any Bunnings, but uh, you, you, in, that, in that instance, you'll have to wait for them to bring it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, yeah. So that uh, so the website is www.miraclesandbag.com.au. That's correct. Awesome, yeah. mate. Awesome. Well, uh, I'll uh, I'll figure out how I'm going to give uh, a couple of these things away and and how many hoops my listeners have to jump through, mate. But uh, there's a there's a question. <laughs> There is a question that I like to ask my guests, and and I'm going to ask you now before we wrap up, Andre, and that is if you had a thousand tradies in a room, what's one piece of advice you would like to leave them with? Uh, To to the tradie. Um, The piece of advice, I suppose, is um, put yourself in your customer's shoes. Hmm. Put yourself in your customer's shoes. You'll do well if you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's often hard to do, isn't it? But uh, it's so important. It's very hard. Very hard. I know. It is very hard. It requires a skill. But it's the, the, there's, there's, uh, there's a whole bunch of them that do it so well. And some less as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, Andre. Thanks for uh, coming on the Tradies Business Show. Love your product, mate. Um, can't wait to see this thing uh, in stores and in action with some tradies. And uh, like I say, listeners, I'll, uh, I'll figure out how you can nab yourself a couple of these things. Uh, and other than that, mate, thanks for, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thank you very much, Warwick. I really appreciate you taking the time out to uh, show interest in an amazing product. I really do. Thank you so much. There you go. Sandbags with no sand and they're reusable. Pretty cool product and great chat with Andre. Fascinating guy bringing uh, different products into Australia, ladder helper things and paintbrush hooks and now... Miracle Sandbags. I think uh, the Miracle Sandbag is going to absolutely kill it out there in the marketplace for uh, consumers, but especially for you, tradies. And to help you do that, as promised, I'm going to give some away. So uh, Andre and the team have kindly given me three uh, two-packs with uh, retail value 
of twenty nine ninety five, so thirty bucks um, for a couple of uh, six hundred by four hundred mil of these sandbags. Um, if you would like to win one, it's really really easy. All you have to do is go to Facebook. I know you go there occasionally, just once in a while. Go to Facebook. Make sure you like Tradies Business Show on Facebook. And then post a comment on how you would use your Miracle Sandbags. How you would use your Miracle Sandbags. Maybe you'd um, use them to plug up the mother-in-law's mouth. I don't know. Just a thought. Anyway, (laughs) so go to Tradies Business Show on Facebook uh, post on there how you would use your miracle sandbag. Tell me what you're going to do with them, and um, I'll pick out three lucky winners on December 15, 2017. So if you're listening to this after that, sorry you missed out. If not, go to Facebook, do the thing, Tradies Business Show. Tell me how you're going to use your sandbag. That's about it. Couldn't be much simpler, could it? Kind of like using a miracle sandbag. Alrighty, that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got some valuable tips out of it. Tune in again for the next one. Got some more great guests coming. Some more Where Are They Now episodes. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.